Hi listeners, this is Deborah from Mystic Wolf Soulcraft and I'm here with Allison from Atlantis Rising Crystals today. She's a hypnotherapist and specializes in past life regression and inner child work. She's also She also has a web shop with all kinds of cool stuff with esoteric and mythological designs on it. And welcome everyone to Mystical Tea Time. Where we drink tea, we talk about all kinds of things, ascension and spirituality related. And uh, we're going to be talking about hypnotherapy and past life trauma healing. And the rise of the Atlantean frequency. For those who know me, welcome back. And for those who are new, my name is Deborah, and I'm a multidimensional channel, healer, intuitive artist and writer. And um, yeah... I met Allison on Instagram and I can't remember if she found my profile or the other way around but we connected on Instagram and we started uh, messaging back and forth and we soon realized that we both had a passion for past life regression so yeah I, I did an animal communication session with her cat Edgar who also has his own Instagram account definitely go check that out and uh, yeah, I knew I had to bring her on the podcast, so here she is. Okay, yeah, so welcome on my podcast, yay! <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. Yeah, and it's super exciting for me because I'm super into past lives and regression and reincarnation and to find somebody that's as, as passionate about that stuff as I am, that's super exciting for me, too. Yeah, dude, because I'm so lonely. It's like, I can talk to my boyfriend about stuff, but he never experienced it. And so I'm like, I don't really have friends that are into it. And my mom's into it, but she hasn't experienced too many of her own. So, so exciting to have someone to, like, talk to about the same stuff. Yeah. Lonely out here. <laughs> yeah, I've I've been I I kind of rolled into it like not on purpose, but I had I've told you before I had spontaneous past life flashbacks basically, and I'm like, what the hell is this? What's going on? But it's weird because when you're in like the the experience, you can say like like you can even tell like oh that person is is now my husband, that person was is my mom yes. right now, and it's weird. You just know everything. From their soul imprint or like their aura or whatever. Yeah, it's so weird. And and then I had that happen for one lifetime. Like a really old lifetime back in, in Scotland. I was living in Scotland as some kind of druid lady I told you before. And um, yeah. yeah, so I saw myself. Well, this is her for people listening. They can't see. But this, this is actually the portrait I created after I had that experience. And then, then I looked that's, at it later, like, that that can't be right. That's not me. I'm just making that up. But there's too much detail, like, in, in the, yes. the story. It's all, it all, like, oh, my screen went weird again. Why does it keep doing that? Okay, I'm back. Yeah, so there's all these details in, in the story that, that I could never have made up. Yeah, because past life memories are just like memories from when you're like a kid or something. They're just as vivid and you can feel all the emotions and you can be transported right back to the exact same time because your soul is where that memory is stored. Yeah. That's how you can access it. 
Yeah, that's ex that's exactly what it feels like to me. That's really what it feels like. It's crazy, but then you just look different. It's like your memories from yeah. before you were in this body. You just have a different body. <laughs> and like in my very last lifetime, I carried myself the same way as I do now, like the way I walk and my gait and everything. Except for I was like this really tall man. I was like six foot three or six foot four, and like a big beefy stocky dude. But like the way I walk, the style yeah. I walk now. And the very last thing in that lifetime, like as um, I was leaving hypnosis, I, he like zoomed in and all I saw was his eyes. And he said, I am you and you are me. Yeah. And it just made me so hard because it's like, oh my God, that's insane. Like I was, I lived as this man in the 1940s when I died. And here I am again. And I have like recollection and I have memories from them, which is wild. That was my first experience. That was so crazy. Yeah, that is super crazy. Yeah, I've there's only been one. I have one lifetime that I remember where I was a man, and I was kind of angry because <laughs> it was like I saw this scene of a, like a battle scene, and I was fighting with a sword like in the Middle Ages, and I was fighting, and they just killed my brother in the in the battle. So I was just killing oh. everyone. I was just like raging. I was furious, just like, I don't care. I'm going to die. I might as well take a bunch of them with me. That's kind of the, the energy that that I saw. And and I, I know that I've I've had like anger issues as a child. I was always angry. And, and like everyone is just always against me. I have to fight my way through life kind of energy. And and seeing like seeing those past lives, it all you can put it all together like a puzzle. Yeah, because it comes back in this lifetime to work out the karma to let it go and release it. Did you ever find out who your brother is? If he if he's in this lifetime, is anyone? That yeah, you know? he's he's my partner right now. <laughs> oh wow! And he had the it's same fun. anger, and and we've both like let go of a lot of the anger since we got back together. That's so wild. Yeah. <laughs> people come in all different types of relationships. That's so cool. That's so interesting. So you saw it and you instantly knew, yep, that's him. Yeah, I recognize. And yeah, it's also around the time that I started reconnecting with him that I had that um, memory. That's awesome. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. Well, but for, for people listening, tell, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and um, how you decided to dive into uh, hypnotherapy and past life regression. Sure. It's been like a lifelong thing. I was born in Moldova and out there, like gypsies was a thing. And my mom would take me to them to get tarot readings and they do like spiritual things. Like they had stones all around me and would sage me. And like clear my energy so since i was a tiny little kid like that was just normal part of life and i've had my terror read many times from the time i was little so i was always drawn to that and i was like a goth kid growing up and i was into tarot and astrology and typical goth stuff and it just never left me but then my first past life happened oh maybe let me let me go back a little bit I was in a relationship and it was pretty bad, but he was leaving. And like a week after he left, I woke up and there was like this light coming out from here, like in a circle, like this pictures of Jesus when the light is shining out. 
and I had this huge light there, and there's two seahorses. I was like, what the hell is this? Because I wasn't spiritual yet. Like, I was open to this stuff, but I wasn't connected to myself at all yet. And it was like this huge bright light came out from my chest area. And ever since then, everything started changing. Like, before he left, he had Dolores Cannon books, and I was reading them. And I think, like, Dolores Cannon is what ignited me and, like, restarted me and helped me connect to who I am because my life completely changed after I read her books. Yeah, Dolores Cannon for me is one of my main inspirations too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I she think, like blasted yeah. my whole mind and life open with this kind of stuff. I like I always knew about past lives, but sitting there reading them, I was like, "This is the most interesting shit I've ever heard." Like, this is amazing. I want to experience that. And then a little bit after that, I went to massage therapy school, and then there they like. We watched The Secret, so I was exposed to that. I was exposed to color therapy and Ayurveda and, like, just different modalities. And then immediately after I finished that, I went straight into hypnotherapy school. And from there, like, everything completely changed my life forever. Like, before, I didn't know how to deal with emotions or the fact that they're more emotions than anger. It's like growing up Russian, that's how we express it. We're just like, ah, <laughs> just yelling when we have But understanding like oh i have feelings like shame or insecurities and that's coming out as anger it completely changed like my whole outlook and i could i was seeing deeper things and i could start working on stuff and like little by little it just unfolded and more and more like became evident and yeah <laughs> that's awesome yeah that We're sounds talking. super interesting that yeah in in my experience i I well, it was the other way around, kind of for me. I had spontaneous, like flashbacks, and well, I started like developing more spiritually, and I uh, took uh, an angel communication class, like this six-month-long course, with a mentor. And during the class, I started opening up more, and I started getting like a lot of flashbacks, and and I could immediately tell that it was past life stuff. And then yeah. I started because I was like, okay, I'm getting all this stuff, but I don't know what to do with it. And how is it coming to me? How, how, why is this happening to me? So then I found Dolores Cannon, Brian Weiss, those two. Yeah. And I started reading their material and watching a lot of stuff on YouTube. And, and then I was able to like consciously go back to past life. So before it was just happening spontaneously, but then I learned, I kind of taught myself how to like I kind of just regressed myself but I didn't really go to any school or anything I just started experimenting <laughs> yeah it's so interesting for me it's the opposite like I learned it first and then I started getting spontaneous comes here and there sometimes I would come through dreams and other times just through meditations or if I'm just sitting there or in a car driving by and I get triggered by something and I could see it's like I could see beyond the veil and it looked different for a split second and I can sense what the energy was like in the 1920s. Like we went to this beach out here in California. It's a really funky, weird beach. There's like no one around, not a single person out there. But when me and my boyfriend went there, it literally felt like the 1920s. Like it had a different feel. And I felt like I was in the 1920s only in that beach. So I wonder if they like have, I don't know what. It's a weird little funky town and it made me feel like I was transported back in time. It's super cool. <laughs> That sounds pretty cool. Yeah, I've heard about Uh, who was it then? Uh, do you know Alba Weinman? She's on YouTube. She's um, 
a hypnotherapist and she kind of combines QHHT, Dolores Cannon's Q, she combines that with Brian Weiss's technique and she films all her regressions and she posts them on YouTube and she had a lady that she regressed and she kind of had that same experience where she was in this town and it felt like she was in a different time, like dimensions were overlapping and she was suddenly like in another dimension or time or something. Yes, and just for a little bit, like one time I was in a car and I was driving by this place that I drive by all the time and everything turned in sepia color for like 30 seconds and then it went right back and I, I could tell what it looked like in like the 1800s. It was, I don't even know how that even happens, but that happened to me maybe six times throughout my life in random places. Yeah, I, think, I think when you're open to energies you're able to perceive all kinds of different like subtle energies that other people can't just because you're open to it yeah yeah that's pretty crazy it's like when you um when you visit different countries that's been my experience because i've for for those who don't know that are listening i'm from belgium originally then i lived in the u.s for almost a decade then i moved back to belgium but I spent a lot of time in Arizona and and in the desert in Arizona. And when I'd be walking there sometimes with nobody around, I felt like I was transported back sometimes to like Native American early days, like when when there weren't any white people yet. And it was just, it felt super like ancient and, and you could feel the energy of the native people when you walk, walk around. It was like that in Pennsylvania, too, because there's just nothing but woods everywhere. And I felt like I was transported back to that time yeah. when I drive through. It's so crazy. I guess stuff, like, holds energy. Because I grew up in Baltimore, and they had, like, the um, this thing called Soldiers of Light. And Gettysburg was, like, right near there. And there's, um, what was I going to say about that? Lost my train of thought. <laughs> That's fine. We're just going with the flow today. <laughs> oh yeah because there's so much dense energy there because there's so much like war and murder that it's still in the air like when you're in that area you can still feel it just being there yeah it's called soldier's delight oh i gotta show you my cup that i got today how cute is this oh that's a super nice little like cauldron type cup yeah. little witch's so teacup that's awesome oh, <laughs> What kind of tea are you drinking? Because th- this is called Mystical Tea Time, this podcast. Yeah. So you have to drink something, some kind of tea. It's called a Grumpy Dinosaur, and it has peppermint, spearmint, and vanilla bean. Mm, sounds good. Yeah. I'm, I'm drinking my coffee still. I'm kind of cheating. I'm not oh. drinking tea. Yeah, if anyone is, is hearing noise in the background, it's my baby throwing toys around. <laughs> He's always here somewhere when I'm recording. Yeah, but yeah, that's another thing. Like our children, you don't have kids yet. Well, you have you have your your pets, and they yeah they also can be like people or or animals that we've met uh, in past lives. But our kids too, it's crazy because when when they were born, both of them like I looked into their eyes and I'm the first thought I had was I know you, I've met you before. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. Can't wait. Yeah, when you have kids, then then that's the first thing that when you look into their eyes, you can tell like, hey, 
Where do I know you from? I know, I know you really well. I just can't remember where I know you from. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about the story about the daughter? I don't have yet, but I know it's coming. I think you told me a little bit on, on Instagram. Yeah, for those listening, I, I actually met Allison on Instagram. Um, yeah, her, her Instagram name is um, Atlantis Crystals Rising. Is that right? Oh, I'm just rising oh yeah! Oh my God! Yeah, I just woke up. Whatever, you know, my oh. <laughs> my head's not really working. Yeah, that's that's right. Okay, so yeah, I met her on Instagram. We started talking, and um, what was I actually saying? I think I was talking about Edgar the cat. Yeah, yeah. So I did a reading on on her cat, an animal communication reading, and in a past life he was in Atlantis. He was some awesome super awesome cat being and he's back now as a regular cat because he he wants to be with her and and they have a contract to be together to support each other in this lifetime because that's what they did back in Atlantis so pets will be with they want to be with you again if they have experience with you from past lives and they want to reconnect with you then they'll be born in into your life again they'll incarnate as your dog or your cat or something and it's the same thing with children we our children they they're part of our soul family basically and we have this like big bubble of soul family members and we all kind of take turns all the time well you you're better at talking about all this than i am i think because because you're you're the the you're the regression specialist. <laughs> oh, you're doing a fine job. <laughs> yeah, like, so... Did I, uh, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, that was all. I'm listening. Go ahead. The day I got Edgar, because we have two other kitties, and we went to the store to get them some food, and I had a feeling that day. Like, it was such a strong, insanely strong feeling. And I walked into the store... And there was like 25, 30 little kittens. And this one was all by himself in a little cage taking a nap. And I like locked eyes with him. And the woman who was um, his foster parent asked if I wanted to hold him. And as soon as I picked him up, he pressed himself against my chest and started purring and hugging me. And I was like, okay, just sign me up. I'm getting this cat now. It is what it is. <laughs> and like, he's so special. Like it was such a strong feeling that whole day until I got him finally. Yeah, that's okay. I just have to get up and pick my baby up. He was crawling away. Like I said, com so, com combining a spiritual journey and mothering. <laughs> yeah, that's that's super awesome. That's kind of the same way out like it went with my dog. We uh I wanted a corgi and and I knew that I wanted a corgi. I don't know why I wanted a corgi specifically. Never had a corgi before, didn't even know the breed before I got him, but I wanted one. And we, so we, I found this lady and she just had a litter of corgis and she wasn't really, she wasn't even that far away from me and she was selling them for like not even that much. So I go over there and I'm looking at all the different puppies and then there's this one on like on its own sitting there and he's just looking at me and I didn't even notice him and he just comes walking up to me super confident and he just like walks in front of all the other puppies and just sits down and just like looks at me like oh here you are I've been waiting for you oh okay finally <laughs> yeah and and it's super funny and then my husband at the well now ex-husband he he's like look this is the one you're supposed to be getting and I and I looked over and I looked at him and I'm like Oh my God, 
it's you. You're you're the one I'm supposed to be getting. Oh, okay. And and yeah, I looked at him and it's like I I've met you before. I, you're I know you. <laughs> That's so cute. Who is he in the past life? Um. Well, I know he's been a wolf in one of the past lives that I've I've had as as a one of the like when I was a druid or a witch. He was a wolf, and I used to do animal communication in past lives too. And I remember that I was able to communicate with the animals around me. And and he wasn't really like part of like around me, really close around me, but we lived in the same area and I was aware of him and he was aware of me like in the area and we respected each other kind of. But then yeah. in this lifetime, he wanted to experience me from, from like closer by. He wanted to like have a closer relationship with me. So he decided to come in as my pet basically and he still thinks he's a wolf even though he looks ridiculous with his long sausage body and tiny short legs but he acts like a wolf he acts like a tiny long wolf that's so cute yeah so random so when you saw edgar you saw him as a cat person yeah kind of like a, a feline like extraterrestrial maybe being with like a cat head but a, a like a, a a body of a human and i know that he's not a perfect cat at all he's like he has the most strongest personality i've mm. ever met in any animal in my life yeah because about... he he's more than just a cat and he's aware of of yeah. his other aspects that that he has elsewhere he's aware of himself in atlantis he may be aware of himself in other galaxies and he knows like yeah. okay part of me is in this cat body here on earth but I am over there and over there and over there being super awesome. So <laughs> he's, yeah, he's aware of, like yeah. <laughs> and he's also, yeah. he was, he was very aware that I was trying to communicate with him and he was very like excited about it. I didn't, yeah, I forgot to tell you all this stuff. He's like, oh, finally, some, you're here to talk to me. I, I was expecting you. Oh, yeah, here, this is this cat tree that I'm going to be getting. I'm there. They ordered it for me. This is this cat tree. Uh, like, he showed me the tree, the cat tree. And he said, I, I, I want to get this cat tree. It's going to be super fun. And then you tell me later, oh, I'm, uh, I got him a cat tree, but it's, it's not, it hasn't arrived yet. And, and I'm like, yeah. oh, he was showing me a cat tree. So, yeah, now I get why he was showing me that. So wild because the reason I reached out to Deborah is because my cat wakes me up every morning at like 5 a.m., 6 a.m., 7 a.m., and I don't understand what is going on. Like, I play with him lots right before bed and I try to wear him out and give him dinner so his belly's nice and full. And no matter what, he always wakes me up. And then I had the reading and it was his birthday and I bought him this huge cat tree, but it was going to be late and I felt so bad. So I was apologizing. I'm like, I'm sorry, baby. I love you, but your gift is coming late. And I guess he understood this whole time. And he was like, where the hell is my damn tree? <laughs> and now since he has the tree, he hasn't woken us up until 8 a.m. Yeah, that's so awesome. Because now he's getting like more stimulation. He's not bored anymore. Because that's the thing. A lot of the time, when people reach out to me for an animal communication session, they, they're they expecting some kind of elaborate, dramatic explanation. And, and often... Oops. Wait. <laughs> hey. And often it's just um, something really simple, like I want to change what I'm eating. I don't like this food. 
or I'm bored, I want more mental stimulation, or, um, but sometimes it's also something more serious, like past life trauma. Animals have past life trauma too, or, or like, previ like if it's a, a pet from a shelter, trauma from being with the previous owner, stuff like that. Yeah. And and off yeah that's usually what what's what's the problem that the problem with um, pets when when the owners reach out to me yeah well my brain's not really working yet my mouth is like just stuttering <laughs> I'm not either because I've had a long day so like you just woke up and I'm like ready for bed so like my brain's like trying to wind down but yeah. Yeah. I guess what I wanted to say is I think people get confused of why I have it, why my business is called Atlantis Rising Crystals because I'm not selling crystals right now but it's from my past life and this was during a meditation that I saw and I could I was in Atlantis or maybe even before then but I could see like the molecules and the ions in the air because the vibration was so much higher and it wasn't dense that I could see molecules just like floating around and they were huge crystal mountains. Like instead of the mountains we have, they're made out of crystals and they were everywhere. And it like radiated this different frequency. And that like always stood out to me. And so I, as soon as I saw that, I already knew like I'm gonna have something called Lantis Rising Crystals. And then the other thing was when I was massage therapist, I was working with 150 other therapists and in meditation, I asked, what is the karma with me and all these therapists? If we're all together here in this place, in this time, what what's our karma? And what I got was we were all there when Atlantis fell, and we're all going to watch it rise back up. Wow, that is super so, awesome. Yeah, That's crazy. so all these healers, we're all healers then, and now we're all healers again coming back in the, these crucial times, which in 2020, we can see why. <laughs> Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, because Atlantis, that's well, what I've been getting intuitively and also what I've just been hearing from others that really resonates with me is that we're basically entering this this period of time that's very similar to when Atlantis fell because of like all the stuff that's going on politically and, and they're trying yeah. to introduce all this artificial intelligence stuff, the, the microchipping and whatever, and the vaccines and all the stuff. And they're trying to introduce all that stuff, normalize it. And back then yeah. in Atlantis, people like us, like the priestesses, the, the, the seers, the, the people that the healers, all those people were trying to do the opposite. And they're trying to like restore the balance of, of the healthy, spiritually yeah. healthy human being. Um, and, yeah. and we're still like, like right now, that's why I started this podcast. I'm not perfect. This isn't perfect quality recording either, but it's helping people little by little and getting the message out there. And that's how you get a snowball effect. And all these other people are going to start awakening and, yeah. and they were going to try to like counteract that, that weird political and, and just weirdness that's going on in the world right now. Yeah, I know since we've been talking, my energy feels so much better and clearer just because I have someone else to talk to and, like, I can expand my frequency and be with other like-minded people, even if it's on the internet. Yeah. Because before then, I was such a hermit. Like, I don't tell anyone this stuff. I don't tell anyone, like, my beliefs. I just keep it all in. And once we started talking, it, like, completely opened up my body again. So it definitely is working for sure. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. In, in real life, 
well, real life. This is real life because everything is energy. And, and basically this is just as valuable of a connection as a real life in person connection is, yeah. I think anyway. And uh, yeah, in real life, I do have a few people over here that are in really interested, like, and more people I feel are opening up, but it should be like everyone. It should be just normal that you can talk to everyone about this stuff. Like right now I yeah. have, I do have my partner who's uh, also on, a, on his own spiritual journey in a way. It's, it's not really identical to what I'm going through. He's going through his own thing in his way, but he's open to spirituality and we're able to talk about past lives and stuff like that. So I have him. I have my mother who is um, also open spiritually and, and to angels and all kinds of stuff. So that's nice. And I have one friend who's really into also animal communication and law of attraction. And, and that's really nice. But then the rest of the people around me, I kind of have to like watch what I say so that they don't think I'm some kind of crazy person. But well, then there's this... Yeah, my baby's like, and what about me? You can't talk to me? <laughs> yeah. He's going to grow up. These kids are going to grow up just thinking it's normal. Both of my kids, they, they're going to grow up thinking it's completely normal. Like my daughter, she talks about past lives and, and she talks about light language and stuff. Like, Aww. yeah, she, she makes up language, basically. And, and um. <laughs> Then I'll tell her, oh, you're speaking light language. That's just language from, uh, wait, oh, come here. Whoops. Okay. Yeah. So she just, she basically, <laughs> she taps into other languages from other lifetimes. And that's what a lot of kids do. And I don't know if I've told you before, I'm writing a book about spiritual parenting and um, in my book, I'm writing about children and how they will, like, they have crazy imagination and parents are going to be like, oh, you have to stop making things up. You have to stop imagining things. But it's actually just them remembering past life memories. A lot of the time they're talking about past lives or like in between yeah. lives or like angelic dimensions that they remember. Yeah. When I was a little tiny kid, I kept telling my mom that I'm a man. She's like, no, I'm pretty sure you're like a little girl. And I was like, no, I'm a grown man. And she's like, okay, sure. <laughs> because my last lifetime, I was a grown man when I died. And I was yeah. still connected to that. So for sure. Yeah, that's why we, we have to pay attention to what our kids want, are trying to tell us. Because there's actually truth. That's what came yes. to me yesterday, too. Like, imagination is actually you just channeling. Like, if you yeah. imagine something, it happens. Like... It's, it's real in some reality. It is actually real. And you can't just make up stuff from nowhere that doesn't exist somewhere. So imagination comes from somewhere. So these kids, a lot of the time, they're just remembering stuff or tapping into stuff. And, uh, and we have to like take them more seriously. And, and if we start listening, then we will actually be able to learn something sometimes. Like she'll that's tell the me. Way of the oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, I just said that's the way of the future. That's how it's going to be. Yeah. New, new ways of parent, new ways of schooling, new ways of working. Like with, I don't know how you feel about five D and the Earth and stuff. But I could talk about that freaking forever. Yeah. But like, it's going to be a whole new change, a whole new system. Hopefully, within our lifetime. 
I think so, because if I saw that Atlantis is rising, we're going to witness some really cool stuff in this lifetime for sure. Like reemergence of old tech. I don't know if you know anything about like Tartaria and all that stuff too. No, that's like a whole other conversation. No, I, I do know about, about like crystal, like um, that's what, have you read the convoluted universe? I'm sure you have Dolores Cannon's book. She talks about that that's too, fun. the like crystal energy stuff, like the sun charges up this really huge crystal and that basically provides energy for the whole city, yeah. stuff like that. And, and the thing is, it is already, it's been invented already, but it's being like... Yeah pushed back by, by the existing powers that are at yep. play. They're, they're, they don't want that stuff to be known by the public. Well, they inverted. So what used to be Tartaria and like the, I think they ended around the 1800s-ish. And if you look on old maps, the 1800s, 1500s, Tartaria was everywhere. And it wasn't like one place. They had like um, sects all over the world and they were Tartarian. And it's just like Tesla stuff. Tesla just re-tapped into the old technology. He just channeled stuff that used to be here before. And that's how it used to be. And there was grids. And on top of ley lines, they had their, um, what are they called? Obelisks and other energy devices. And it would transmit energy. And around the globe, it would all be activated at the same time. And now what they did is they inverted it so that negative energy comes out instead of all the positive energy. Yeah. That's crazy. And all they have to do is push that back on. And then we can all have that again. There's a place, I think, in Germany it was like the happiest zoo on earth because their tower or something is still operating. And they have these ions all over it in the air being, uh, I have like diagrams to show how it works. But um, the animals, the happiest that they are there because the energy is different. The frequency is completely different and they, they're emitting a specific frequency on purpose over there. And people can do that. Like the technology still exists. We just, it's suppressed. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, you if you have some like documentation on that, you can send me that because yeah. I'd love to learn more about that. That sounds super interesting. Yeah. So what was I going to say about that? I keep losing my train of thought. Yeah, anything you want to say about Atlantis or, or anything about past life stuff, just go for it because I'm super interested in hearing what you have to say. Yeah, so the last um, lifetime in Atlantis that I saw was I was like a scribe or a records keeper, and I knew they were going to come and get me and take all my stuff, and they were going to kill me. But the only thing that I cared about was I had this huge, enormous fish tank with these seahorses in there, and they were like human-sized, like how I am now, but I think people in Atlantis were a different frequency, and they were like way like giants or something, because the energy was completely different on the whole Earth. And um, either way... I had a tank of seahorses, and when they opened their mouth, a frequency would come out and it would turn to light. Because I think once you get to a certain frequency, the sound turns to light. And their mouth would open, and like light was coming out, and it was like music. It wasn't like, like a, a, like a little chicken or nothing like that. It was like a, like a frequency, and yeah. like melodic was coming out of them. And the thing I was sad about was I knew that they were going to kill them, and those seahorses were never going to be alive anymore. Like I knew a lance was going down. And it was all going to be destroyed. And they burned me at the stake. And I saw my body above. I saw my soul above my body. And I was like burned and charred to a crisp. And I was just so sad in my heart about my seahorses. Because like I knew I was going to die. I was like, whatever. I'll be back. I don't care. But like the seahorses were never going to come back. 
Oh, that's so cool. And and the thing is, somewhere in my soul, like I recognize that. Like I I'm like, yeah, that's true. I remember like seahorses or animals, like. Just the image, I just got this image even, like, as you're talking about it, I saw these seahorses and, like, opening their mouth and, like, with the frequencies, I could actually see it in my mind's eye. That's crazy. And they were, they were like Edgar, like, how my cat, yeah. she might be a seahorse or something. Like, it, they were kindred spirits, and I had a whole tank of them, and I love them so much, and I would just be sitting there doing my scribe work and writing down all the stuff. And they'd be sitting there singing and those light shows coming out of their mouth and all this beautiful music and tones coming out. And the whole vibe was different because the energy was different all over. So everyone's thoughts are better. Everyone's emotions are better. Their body's functioning better when everything is tuned. Because right now everything is not tuned. It's specifically adjusting your frequency, especially with like wireless stuff yeah. and all the 5G and 4G and all this stuff. It's completely altering our natural, like, magnetic energy in the world and our our energy that we emit. Yeah. Yeah, that's why it's important, I think, for people, especially when you're, like, doing spiritual work and you're aware of your, your energy, that you, like, make sure that you ground and connect to spirit on a daily basis. It doesn't have to be long. You don't have to meditate for hours every day. I don't have time to meditate for hours every day. I have two kids, <laughs> and, and I work a regular daytime job, and then I have my side business and the podcast. So, but the thing is, be present in the moment and, and be aware of your energy. Make sure, like, ask yourself, are these my feelings or am I being influenced by something? How am yeah. I actually feeling right now? And what yes. can I do to connect to source so that I feel pure source energy and no influences from like just cleanse your aura every day? Just use intention. Just meditate for like two minutes and say right now I'm allowing um, source to flow through me and clear away all energies that I don't need or that don't belong to me. Just do that for a minute or two and you'll feel completely different. Yes do check-ins throughout the day i do that all the time like i'm starting to feel very negative are these my thoughts or am i picking this up in the collective or something else because these are not my thoughts and then you can disconnect from that and replace it with what you want yeah for sure i'm gonna bring edgar up here with me. oh yeah that's awesome i want to see him <laughs> so who you're talking to oh hey how are you today <laughs> he's like what are you doing i don't like being on camera i was just perfectly fine over there where you yeah well it's nice to see him he seems like he's doing okay he loves me. we're talking about you edgar we were talking about atlantis for the people, dragon boy. people that are listening they can't see because we're on a zoom call but she's showing me edgar her cat who was the the feline being in a past life and the dragon too? Dragons are real, by yeah, the way, yeah. people. Dragons are real. <laughs> he was like a dragon or a pterodactyl or something. But he was like breathing fire and flying around, and he was like my little baby then too. <laughs> okay. So yeah. And yeah, that's what I was going to say, crystals, like you can use crystals during the day or at night before you go to sleep 
and ask the crystal to help you like um what's really good grounding crystals like um do you know so, like some good ground grounding crystals are you yeah what is it tourmaline yeah that's what i was thinking like one of those like you ask the crystal to basically help like get rid of all the energies that you've collected throughout the day that you don't need or that don't belong to you stuff like that so yeah. people can do that too of course to transmute it yeah or sage yeah of course everyone knows about sage to clean your aura and sage before this yeah yeah, yeah. yeah um, there's all kinds of stuff he's so bad <laughs> Well, yeah, he he's like he's like I'm I'm super awesome. I'm this cat being from from all these other places, and I'm here acting like a normal cat. But I have a strong will, and I'm gonna show you what uh, my strong personality. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Anyone that so has strong. pets, yeah, that is like a little person. He's his own little person. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's relentless. Like when. He had set his mind to wake us up. He won't stop. He'll sit there for like two hours meowing and banging on the door until we like open it. He won't stop. Like most cats would get tired after five minutes. He won't. He'll do it for 45 minutes, an hour until we come out. Yeah, he's super persistent, basically. He's... Yeah, and that's when, when you reached out to me because you're like, I can't deal with this anymore. Why are you doing this? <laughs> yeah. Well, let me sleep, damn it. Yeah. That's so cool. Yes. Oh, so I think I should probably talk about the past life with the plants because that's probably. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what I was going to say, too. Yeah. Because she has a blog post on her website. And um, yeah, just just tell the story. Just go start talking. <laughs> All right. So since I was a tiny little kid, I was terrified of plants and flowers. And I just couldn't be around them. I, if they were got too close, I'd want to faint or throw up, black out. And I was three years old, and I was walking with my mom, and my mom was pregnant with my sister. And the flower got too close to me from the curb, and I lost, I lost my shit, and I started screaming and jumping on my mom, and she fell on her stomach with my sister inside. And luckily, everything was fine. But like, where does a three-year-old become terrified of plants and flowers? It doesn't make any sense. And then when I was like in my mid twenties, I saw my past life in ancient Rome where I was like in the military and I was pooping and I was sitting, I was on a horse and I had like a, what's it called? Like a torch and I was torching people's houses. I was murdering people. I was raping, like I, all, all the bad things, I did it. And then, um, these two people were supposed to be taking care of, I got wounded. And they were secretly poisoning me with herbs, the portal and people, and they were sitting there grinding with herbs. And I think over the course of like two weeks or something, I was slowly dying. And I remember throwing up and getting really nauseous and sick and just like puking my heart out. And finally I died. And in this life, the, those two people that killed me in this life were my mom and my sister. Yeah. And <laughs> I think we healed our karma because my sister helped me get into massage school which like trans like completely transformed me and my mom was here to nurture me and take care of me the way it was supposed to properly in that last lifetime they murdered me 
in this lifetime, she came as a very super loving, amazing mother. We have a very good connection and very good bond. So our karma is cleared. And with my sister, it's funny because my sister is like a doctor in that lifetime. In this lifetime, she's a physical therapist, but she wants to get her doctorate and be a doctor. And she wants to do natural plant medicine. I'm like, you can't make this shit up. I saw this like 10 years ago. And now she wants to do this exact same thing that she did in her past life, but for good this time. Yeah, so that's, so, that's so interesting how so, like a lot of the stuff like when I, I I didn't want to cut you off I'm sorry were you still talking <laughs> oh oh and as soon as I saw that past life the phobia left like one time I was at Home Depot I'm like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna go into the plant section and I'm gonna be okay and I went there and I blacked out on the floor I just got dizzy and everything came black and I woke up and I'm on the floor and as soon as I saw a past life it completely lifted Like, I still don't like stems, like really thick stems. Sunflower, sunflowers freak me out a little bit. And tulips, I don't like tulips. But most plants I can touch now. Before, I couldn't even, even cook like six days now. Yeah, that's so interesting. That is so, yeah, because it's like, <laughs> that's what I was going to say. Once you realize where your fear comes from, then it almost completely goes away, like instantly. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like I told you yeah. the story already I'm gonna say it, tell it again for everyone listening when I was about seven years old I think seven uh, we went swimming with school and we had to jump like in the pool from the edge of the pool in into the deep end of the pool and we had to just start swimming like they were like okay one one at a time just all jump in there one after the other and you just start swimming to the other side of the pool But I, I I could swim and I loved being in the water, but I, I couldn't jump from the edge into the water. Something about specifically that terrified me and I couldn't do it. I wanted to do it, but my body was not doing it. I was frozen. I was standing there at the ed edge of the pool and I was almost like I was like in, in shock. I was in some kind of shock crying and I said I can't jump I can't jump I can't do it and and like uh, like this absurd feeling of I'm gonna die or this is dangerous my life is in danger when of course my life wasn't in danger there were lifeguards like people right there my teachers were there there were like a bunch of adults surrounding me that could possibly like save me if I was drowning but some part of me was saying don't do this this is really dangerous if you do this you will die And of course I wasn't going to die, but then I was frozen to the edge of, of the pool. And uh, yeah, then years later, of course, I find out through a past life regression that I was, um, that they made me jump off of a bridge into a river um, to prove like it was during the Inquisition and they had this big chain around my ankles and I had to jump. And um, I, I'm not sure if it was um, like some kind of punishment or, or they were like doing the, the witch trials and testing to see if I was a witch and if I was going to float or something, then I was a witch. And if I drowned, then I wasn't, you know. But anyway, I died during that lifetime jumping off of the bridge. And, and, I, and then it was like, yeah, of course, it makes sense that I was afraid of jumping in the water. And still, I won't like now I'm better at it, but it's not something I would ever do for fun. Like how these people will like climb up the ladder and jump off of the board into the pool. Like, why would you do that for fun? That is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. 
I still would never do that for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why, especially like, why adults have to be sensitive to children. Instead of like, oh, get over it, you're fine. Like people see there's deeper meanings behind this, and there's more connections than is visible. Because trauma is stored in our DNA, even from hospitals. Just like if you had trauma when you're a little kid, you're gonna remember it when you're 80, 90 years old. Why would you not remember something from a few lifetimes ago? Your soul is eternal, but if you die, it doesn't stop. So it's just accessing, it's tuning into stuff that was traumatic before and it's trying to protect you. Like, stay away from plants and flowers because that shit hurt last time. So just like, don't go near them. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's... Wild. Yeah, and especially when it's something specific like, like that, then then you're like, where does this come from? Because this, like, your rational self knows that it's completely absurd. Like, why am I afraid of a plant? This this makes no sense. <laughs> but but it's stronger. Yeah. It's stronger than that. It's this really overpowering fear, and it it takes over your whole being when it's go when it's happening. Then you're like, no, this is all that's happening. I can't listen to my logical like mind right now. This is threatening my life. That's kind of the yeah. feeling you get then. Survival. Yeah. Yeah, you get into fighter survival mode, and I'm just like, I'm not. This plant's not going to take me out again. Uh uh-uh. uh. Yeah. So <laughs> it's so silly. when, but like, it's not silly. It's so traumatic. Yeah. No. It's it's you have to take it seriously, and and like when you went to hypnotherapy school and and like after like when you've like done hypnotherapy sessions on people like what are some of the trauma or or like the the stuff that's come up for people that they were able to heal well i have one where this wasn't a past life i just gave this girl hypnosis she was getting um it was just very remarkable story i'll never forget it we were both massage therapists and she calling out because she like she didn't want to do it anymore she didn't want to be a massage therapist he hated it, but she had to make money. And so subconsciously, she made her hand lock up so she couldn't like open her fist because she couldn't massage then. And I was like, I already knew, I could tell what she was doing. She was consciously making it so she didn't have to go to work anymore. But when we went into the hypnosis and I like explained this to her, her arm went limp and she felt it completely release immediately and she could open and close her fist again. Wow. Yeah, it was in the session. Like her hand was like this, and once I said like the words, it opened and went limp, and she was perfectly fine again. Yeah, so, that's so crazy. Okay. How the subconscious yeah. mind will will actually like keep us from doing stuff. Yeah, for protection, or if you're not if you're not tuning into yourself, your body's gonna find a way to manifest it so you pay attention. Because if her soul is telling her, like, yo, this is not for you. Stop doing massage. Like, it's not good for you. You're not happy. Your soul's not into it. Your heart's not into it. Don't do it. But her critical mind's like, oh, but I need my money. Yeah. And her brain's like, okay, well, you're not going to go then because I'm going to lock your hand up real quick until you listen to me. And then she quit the job and it didn't happen again. Yeah, that's how, like, that's why I love Dolores Cannon. And, and like, yeah. she had a lot of these cases where people have cancers or they have problems, like all kinds of diseases. She brings them yeah. into hypnosis and she's able to yeah. solve it on a soul level and they walk out of there perfectly healthy. Yes. Because it's trying to tell you something. If you're not listening, your body's going to 
I can, like my brother, he had like acid reflux really bad to the point he was throwing it nonstop. And I just sent him an article because I know he's not really into this kind of stuff. So I just sent him a quick article and he said it like totally made sense because he was holding on to a lot of sadness and grief. And that was manifesting in his heart chakra and it was making the heart, making it bubble out because he wasn't addressing what was happening. And then once he realized that, I don't know how he's doing now, I should check in with him, but like the realization itself already helped him. He said, I didn't, he didn't realize that his mentality, like his mental state and his emotional state was affecting his physical, but they're always related. They're all, they're all connected. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, the physical last way of manifestation. If you're not going to pay attention through emotions or through your gut feeling, you're going to feel it physically so you can finally address it and make it better. Yeah, I, I'm super intrigued by hypnosis and hypnotherapy and not only past life uh, hypnosis, all kinds of hypnosis, really, because it just works. It, it, yes. it works so much better than, than like symptomatic treatment where you just treat the oh, symptoms yeah. and then it comes back a few months later, it just comes right back because you didn't yeah. handle like you didn't tackle the, the, the issue that's actually causing all of the symptoms. Well, the thing is, you first have to be aware, and then once you're aware, you have to integrate it. And once, you know, sometimes like with the, my past life, the integration was just seeing it, just seeing it, all the puzzles came together. And I was like, okay, that makes sense. And it just like literally let, I felt that um, phobia leave my body. It just didn't, it didn't live in me anymore. So you have to integrate it first. But if people don't even know what's wrong, like how are they supposed to move on or like, integrate anything but to first be aware and then you integrate it and then you can release whatever the blocks are yeah that's super interesting yeah and so you're gonna be you're working on offering um hypnotherapy sessions like remote sessions on, through zoom or you're gonna be doing yeah. that in the future yeah that's gonna that's my goal is to do it through zoom yeah it's then been a while but like Because I'm doing accounting right now, and I got sucked in. I'm like the San Francisco area, and I just rent is very expensive out here. So I was just so focused on working and working. But now, like my soul is ready to step forward, and now I'm over here talking online, which I never did before. So I think now is just the time to start showing what my talents really are. Like that meme you showed me was the best meme I've ever seen in my life. It was like a meme of this little girl holding a box. And she was like, Ugh. yeah, that's the one and I like, sent you. Are my gifts to <laughs> yeah, soup. Yeah, we're like all awkward about it. Like, okay, we're psychic and we're like past life people. We we help you with your past lives, yeah. but we're kind of scared to talk about it. But we're here. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's the thing. We we it's should. Yeah, we we have all these gifts, and also yeah, we have all these gifts from past lives that we it's like yeah. when you go do a class or you take a course with a mentor like spiritual development classes you're not really learning something new you're reactivating something that your soul already knew or learned in past lives yes like you oh, oh, with the, yeah well, as you said that another past life popped out to me there was this one where um my ex-boyfriend and my brother in this lifetime We were all in ancient Egypt and we were inside a pyramid and we were learning to levitate and they had like a frequency going on. It was like a class, maybe 30, 45 people. And they had a tone playing 
And I remember we were in the pyramid and they had like, it wasn't just like this. It wasn't just straight pyramid for those people who can't see. Um, it was like steps on the inside leading up. Make, so like stuff would resonate. So as the tone and frequency was vibrating in there, if you, you close your eyes and you tune into it and you start levitating from the frequency. That's awesome. And my brother and my were all sitting next to each other and we're messing with each other. Like as we're trying to levitate, we're like diving each other to mess each other up. So we're like levitating, going up and down and like leveling out. But that was really cool. And we were, it was like super dark in there, very cold. And there was like a frequency. It was the coolest thing I've ever seen. I love Egypt. Since I was a tiny little kid, I was instantly obsessed with anything, anything to do with Egypt. I was looking at mummies when I was seven years old, never creeped out by it. Anything about Egypt, I love cats and boys. So Egypt and Atlantis are like my favorite things. And the medieval times too, pretty cool. Yeah, that's the thing. Definitely. When when you have these interests, like, and nobody else in your family yes. has these interests, then it's probably past life yes. related. Yeah. Yeah, that's like oh, with me too. Yeah. I I had, all I like ever since I was a kid, I was obsessed with, um, like anything that had to do with fairies or the forest or trees or just witch witches and and like pagan stuff and and like Viking stuff, uh, all kinds of like weird, yeah, you know, typical European pagan stuff. I was super into it. I started reading books about it on my own, like little 12 year old me was reading books on witchcraft. Nobody, nobody I knew was reading yeah. these books. And, and then of course I, I have all the past life memories and, um, like the spontaneous ones and, and regressions where I see myself practicing witchcraft in different lifetimes. Or, or like being a druid or, or some kind of like nature person talking to the animals and the trees. <laughs> and then it makes sense. Yeah, like, awesome. oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. Or like... And I don't know if Dolores Cannon or someone else said it, but like they say whatever you dress up for Halloween is usually what the past life was. Oh, yeah, that is interesting. Whatever you're attracted to is what you are. Yeah, exactly. It's like my, my boyfriend, he's really interested in like anything that has to do with uh, Asia and um, and Buddhism. Like, yeah, he's he's but that's like not not really nothing that I'm interested in. Like, I'm not particularly interested in like Buddhism or like Asian like Kung Fu stuff. He's super obsessed with Kung Fu. And, and Asian stuff, and, and then I feel for him that he's had many, many lifetimes in Asia, like practicing Asian spirituality in temples over there, and that's not really been my experience of my soul. Uh, like, I may have had a few lifetimes over there, but they didn't really leave a big impression, not the way that all the European lifetimes right. made a big impression on me. But then that's really what, what comes forward for him, like... Yeah, I'm sure if he were to do a regression, he'd he'd go back to some kind of awesome temple life in in Asia, being some kind of monk or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think me and my boyfriend both think that he's from the future, coming here now to help stabilize Earth because like he's the happiest person I've ever met. I don't know how she wakes up and he's so happy all the freaking time. And he's obsessed with Japan and Hong Kong and like their level of technology. 
they were both convinced that that's just a remnant banana. It makes him remember where he's from, which is in the future or from like a whole other galaxy. Because he doesn't, I think this is like his second time on Earth. Because his first time on Earth, we were both in Atlantis and we both knew of each other and we lived in the same little community. We might have like talked here and there. And for some reason, this lifetime, we're supposed to be together because he's such a new soul to Earth and I'm such an old soul. I've been here since forever and I haven't met that in this lifetime, we really like, are a good match for each other because I help like ground him and like help him learn about old ways. And he helps me understand like futuristic things like technology. I, I couldn't make a website if I didn't know him. If I hadn't met him, there's no way I'd even be able to do the Zoom call. Like, I'm so anti-technology and it's not natural for me. Mm-hmm. So that's always interesting too. Yeah, that that is true. Like when people think about past life regression, they automatically think that in linear time past like all the past lives are always before our linear time what happened today like anything in the past but a past life can also be a future life or a parallel life i made a video on that once uh it's yeah. on it's on my it's also a podcast episode actually it's I, yeah episode three or four it's about past parallel and future lives how they're all actually happening right now What's your, what's the your same time? Yeah. Yeah. Because you're, do you, yeah, do you there, agree there's with no that? such thing as time. That's what everyone says everywhere outside of earth, that there's no such thing as time. So yeah. your, your soul has little shards of light that's existing at the same time in different dimensions, different realities, parallel worlds. And I'm in Atlantis right now. I'm in ancient Egypt right now. I'm in Rome right now at the same time as this life. That's probably also why we can tap into stuff to heal because it's all happening at the same time. And if we heal it now, we heal that lifetime too. So by me being really close to my mother and my sister, we're healing the karma we had way back when, 2000 years ago, because it's all connected. And what else was I going to do? losing my train of thought. I'll remember. Yeah, if it's important, it'll pop up when it whenever it needs to pop up. Yeah, but that is so true because that video that I recorded, um, I I just spontaneously started recording. It was like something was speaking through me. Yeah, well, it was source was basically like you have to get the message out there. Time is just not time is a linear invention for us to be able to like have a yeah. cop- coping mechanism yes. to survive <laughs> in this lifetime. But yeah, it's like all the different lifetimes that I remember. The, when I go back to that lifetime, I'm there. So it's happening in the moment because there's only this now moment. Yes. And and then when you go back, that's when it's happening. And that's why when I'm working with, with like you, you do uh, hypnotherapy, you go back to you like make people go back into their own lifetime. And the way I work with people is that I will tap in for them. And then I I make a portrait of their past life uh, aspect, like this person that they were in another lifetime. And then with the help of a guided meditation, they can go back into that lifetime on their own. It's kind of like a mini regression, basically, that you do on your own. But when they're going back, they're in, in that time. They're not in the past because everything's just happening right now. And yeah. Yeah, because... There's different faucets on the diamond, right? And it's all the little different points from it. But they're all existing at the same time. You just shine the light on one of the other ones. And when you shine the light, it comes forward. So even though I'm alive now, 
if I shine a light on ancient Egypt, it just makes that picture pop in the forefront and that I can experience it right now. Even though I'm experiencing it at the same time, but in this body, I can tune into it. Just like I'm sure in ancient Egypt or in Atlantis, I could tune into the future of me sitting here right now talking to you. Yeah. It works both ways. That's so, so, yeah, we can communicate with ourselves basically in other lifetimes. We can just talk to our, like, other parts of ourselves. Yeah, that's super interesting. When I came to that realization, I was like, that's awesome. So I can heal things in this lifetime by talking to the part of myself yeah. that where the wounding began, where that wound like came to exist. Yes. I can go back, talk to that part of myself and tell her or him, it's all going to be okay. You're still here. Your body may look different, but you're still here. And you and you can overcome whatever is going on there, like in in that lifetime. That's yeah. That's what I'm trying to do too for people. That's why I got into offering these portraits, and I'm sure that's why you got into offering hypnotherapy sessions because you see like how it helped you with the plants yeah. and stuff. Like, or you still would have been running away and fainting in Home Depot and or whatever. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and I think there's so many people oh, yeah. that have yeah. past life trauma. That yeah, it's yeah, all really interesting. To be aware of it, it helps you heal on such a deep level because you're you're carrying stuff and you don't know what it's from. Why do I have this? But once you connect, it, you see that it clears it, and you clear stuff in that lifetime and in this time. So you're doing like double. And I feel I remember what I was gonna say. This is going to be my last lifetime on earth. I'm not coming back after this. I'm going to be, I'm clearing up all the karma for me and my ancestors. And I'm out of this piece. I'm not interested in coming back here ever again. I'm done. I've been here since the beginning and I'm so tired. Yeah. Um, I think, and I think the other thing is when you other people, feel, you start raising the frequency and changing the frequency of the earth. The more people start healing and they're, vibrations start shifting and changing that's how everyone goes into the new earth and i feel like that's why i'm being called to do this now is now is a critical point in time to help raise that frequency of earth and of all the people on here and that's just what you know that's what i came here to do and that's what i'm going to do yeah and that's why i i for a long time i cared about oh what will people think of me what will they think when i'm like putting all this stuff out there but ever since i healed that one past life where where they threw me off the bridge for for basically being who I am and I healed it cuz I'm like oh I'm still here I'm still alive I'm still spreading my truth so nothing can ever harm me and I think that's also important I don't know if you know Steve Nobel Do you know him? I've heard of that. Yeah, name. he has this super awesome um video on YouTube and it's called Oh, he's the one you sent me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He has this thing on YouTube. Uh, it's called um, Psychic Protection Affirmations. But he basically repeats affirmations like nothing can, uh, um, there's nothing to fear. Uh, you can't be hurt or harmed in this lifetime. Or uh, you're here now to spread your truth. And um, you're here to basically help anchor in uh, this higher vibration. And nothing can ever hurt or harm you. Uh, anymore basically I try to listen to that a few times a week to remind myself that in this lifetime nothing could ever hurt or harm me and this lifetime specifically 
I will not be killed for speaking my truth. And in the past, I may have uh, been uh, persecuted, killed, or, or like mocked, whatever. Um, or cast out of the tribe, or like stuff like that. But that it will not happen in this lifetime for people, lightworkers, or anyone that feels like they have to help Earth in this lifetime. I feel there's a specific contract this time. Basically, a contract that you signed from beyond yeah. the veil. You said, okay, I'm coming in. I will come to Earth one more time because I'm going to help you and, and spread my light. But you have to guarantee that nothing will hurt or harm me. And then basically, Source said, okay, nothing will hurt or harm you. You're ready to go. <laughs> That's what I feel this time. You know, I strength. I feel that too. Hmm. And you put it so well. I feel the exact same thing. I still get scared, you know, because it's like I don't be shunned and like it's so hard to connect with people. And that's the other thing is we're all spread out all over the world. That's why we feel like we're lonely because we're supposed to help raise the vibration in the different areas that we are. And that's we collectively shift all of it at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, because we can't just all be in one place. Yeah. Yeah, because then it would be, wouldn't be equal. We have to be spread out and igniting little lights all over the globe. But I remember the other thing I was going to say, it was about my unborn daughter that I don't have yet. In 2011, I had this dream and it was so vivid. It was as vivid as a past life. That's how I know it was real. And I was holding the baby. I just gave birth to her and I was holding it like this. And I was like, baby, hurry up. Tell me who you were in a past life. And she said, in this lifetime, I'm going to be your daughter. My name will be Molly. But I was in a lifetime with you before where I was your husband. And it was like maybe 1700s, 1800s. And um, we were super close and super affectionate and loving. And it was just, we were just super duper close. And she's coming back in this lifetime to be my soulmate as my daughter. And we're going to be really close friends and stuff. And so for nine years, I'm like, I know at some point I'm going to have a daughter. It's not quite ready yet. I know she's over there waiting for me. The I'm universe ready, will will that's really will come in exactly when, when it needs to. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. That's the thing with, with my own kids too. Like I'm... I was like with my daughter, where do I know you from? And then, then I saw that during one of the spontaneous memories in this lifetime with the, where I was this druid oh. lady in, uh, in Scotland in like 365 or something. Um, yeah, the wow. year, the year, like past, like, yeah, super early, like Roman times, pre-Roman kind of. Anyway, yeah, so then I saw myself as this, this druid, like, counselor, spiritual advisor lady. And um, wow. my, my ex, at the like, now ex, he was the, the tribe leader, basically. And he's, like, I, I told you during a private conversation, he is this really, like, outspoken person. He's like a leader-type person. Whenever he, he enters a room people will automatically like shift towards him and he kind of just takes charge. And then I saw him as this leader type person and like everyone was turned towards him and listening and it all just made sense. Like, of course, that's why people are still listening because he still acts like when he walks into a room, he acts like he he's in charge and, and like he was, he gets respect from everyone because he like has this aura of confidence. Yeah. And, yes. uh, but I was never really intimidated by him. Like all these other people are easily intimidated, but I was never really intimidated 
but that's now I know why too because I was one of the few people back in that lifetime that he would actually respect and listen to for advice because I was his spirit I was his spiritual advisor and he and my daughter was his sister his sister and she and she was my his... yeah and she was my best friend in that lifetime and his sister and now she came in as our daughter wow yeah but they also that's a whole crazy story because um yeah all kinds of stuff happened back then and um she she basically he he kind of well the thing is all kinds of crazy stuff happened and she uh died and whoa and um yeah so I blamed him for it and and basically so it was all kinds of drama like family drama in in the early druid times in Scotland <laughs> and uh yeah so now she came back because she wanted to heal the, the karma and for everyone to be happy again and uh we were not meant to stay together as a couple so that's fine and that was all like according to the universe's plan but we worked out the, the part that we needed to clear up and now we're all in perfect communication and we all get along and that little part has been cleared up and she came back as my daughter now oh that's so sweet and then what about your son yeah that's the whole ones with him i have i have another portrait for those who are listening they can't see but this is a portrait i'm showing her of a Pleiadian man and this man started showing up in in my meditations uh, before I got pregnant he started showing up and he was telling me how the Pleiadians were, were gonna help me they were gonna make me more peaceful they were gonna work on my heart chakra and all kinds of stuff yeah. and I'm like okay cool I have I don't have any experience with Pleiadians but that's cool I'm I'm open to it and um, yeah so they started coming in and then a little bit later I found out I was pregnant and I'm like okay but who are who are you but I there was this soul hanging around and he was hanging around but me and my boyfriend were both like no we don't I don't want to have a baby I, I we don't want to have a kid we have one kid that's fine we don't want another kid but then of course I got pregnant because it was the universe's plan this baby needed to be here and then I I started tuning in to the soul of, of the baby that I was carrying, basically, because I wanted to connect before he was born, and I saw this Pleiadian man. And he said, I've been working with your energy to prepare you for the pregnancy. We've been working for a few months now, and I was a Pleiadian in a past life, and I want to be on Earth to spread Pleiadian, like, heart-centered love to anchor to help anchor in that, that Pleiadian higher vibration. So, and a lot of these children, and that's why I'm writing this book too about spiritual parenting, because a lot of these new children, they come from all, they come from the stars, from these galaxies, they're, they're Syrian star seeds, they're Pleiadian, Arcturian, uh, Andromedan star seeds, and they come here, and they want to anchor in, help anchor in those higher vibrations, because now is the time for these children to come and, and to, to do that, so, yeah, when we listen to our children's past lives or we take them seriously, we can actually really learn from them. Yeah, a lot. How do, so how do you channel stuff and how do you know who's talking to you? I like for me, 
I try so hard and I don't get anything. I can connect to like ancestors and I can get messages from them. But when I try to connect to like Lyrans or um, Arcturians, I, I don't feel like I get anything. Yeah, it's, it's taken do? some practice because when I was younger, I did like spontaneous channeling, but I and I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I was just doing stuff. But then I took that uh, angel communication class that I did with a, a mentor for six months. And, and that really helped with like clearing the channel, basically. So, yeah, just setting intention too with like, okay... I want to connect to uh, a guide from uh, there or there or there or like you can do it two ways. You can set intention in advance and say I want to connect to uh, the Pleiades, uh, I want to connect to Sirius or I want to connect to uh, a past life or a spirit animal or whatever. And then you can see what comes up for you either through feeling or or like through hearing or vision, whatever works best for you, something's going to come up. Or um, what I do too a lot of the time is just meditate by listening to like uh, binaural beats, like frequencies, yeah, and I, I just do. open up and I ask Archangel Michael, because I, I always work with Archangel Michael to clear the channel, to like clear the energy, clear my aura. And then for uh, whoever has a message for me that that um, that I need to hear at that moment will come forward, and then I just patiently wait and see what comes through naturally, what what comes intuitively, and um, I'm mainly clairsentient and clairvoyant, so I will see the image, and then I'll ask questions. I'll start a conversation, basically like. Oh, where are you from? Who are you? What is your message for me? And and I'll start getting answers. But the thing is, too, we have to trust our intuition. We can't be like try to overthink it because then we're going to sabotage ourselves. We have to trust what comes through. Yeah. So maybe I have been doing because I do, all the things you just said I do because I was trying to connect to the um, Lyrans and I couldn't make a connection. So what I got in response was a bunch of dolphins. It just after I tried so hard to connect to the Lyrans, I've seen dolphins everywhere. So maybe like, who's like, what what beings work with dolphins? Atlantis is super connected to dolphins. Sirius is connected <laughs> to dolphins. Uh, yeah, there's all kind. Dolphins are super galactic beings, so that makes sense. Yeah, that they've been showing up they for you. Talking. Yeah. Interesting. Because I was trying to connect connect to cat people and instead what I would get was dolphins so okay well I guess that's who I talk to and like for my archangel I would talk with Uriel for some reason that's my connection yeah and that's crazy because you're sitting in front of a red background and Uriel is connected to the earth and his color is like the red ray red frequency ray oh. yeah so maybe yeah because you know you, you're grounded because you've been on earth for so long for so many lifetimes that you're here to ground in all the energies to really help pull in all those energies and ground it into the earth and that's what Uriel, Uriel is really good at helping you do that yeah that and Metatron's been coming up with oh yeah I, I don't know much of so this is very it's not new to me but I just never like dive very deep into it so I don't really know much about it yeah Metatron is basically the archangel that helps light workers speak their truth so he's 
now for fine too. Yeah, he's been coming up for a lot of people and a lot of the new Earth children that are being born because he's basically assisting in um, the ascension of the planet and the personal ascension and planetary ascension. Yeah. Oh, shit. I forgot. I keep having all these awesome memories. There's one meditation that I was doing in 2009. So was this 11 years ago? 2009, I was doing a meditation. And what I saw was piano keys, like the white and the black keys. And someone was playing all the notes. And when I went to the last one, a rainbow shot out and it made like a bridge. And I walked over the bridge and I was in New Earth. And this is before I even read the Dolores Cannon New Earth stuff. I knew what it was exactly. And then when I read her books, I was like, this is what I experienced. Because it, the sound was so high that it turned to light and it crossed me over to the other realm. So I think I've been on New Earth gathering and planting and like doing whatever to set that up this whole time, like when I sleep or something. Yeah, I think I've, I've been so, having really vivid um, dreams too lately. And yeah, we should probably just do a second episode on New Earth and yeah. and like how yeah. 3D Earth and 5D Earth are living like parallel next to each other and how we can like, that's what we do. I feel spiritual like people. We go back and forth. Yeah, we go back and forth all the time. Yeah. Yeah, because like I'll get glimpses of these weird sensations, or I see little lights and glimmer in the corner of my eyes, and I look and there's nothing there. But in the corner of my eyes, I see little purple orbs and like little white orbs everywhere. And my boyfriend sees light shining off of me. He has seen a bright blue, like a deep, bright blue light emanating off of me. And he saw like a teal light coming off of me before too. Off of him, I always see purple. Yeah, that makes sense because you're yeah. if you're bringing in Atlantean frequencies, then blue and and blue. like teal that would definitely make sense. Yeah, it all makes sense, especially now that we talk. Because now I can usually it's all these thoughts are in my head, and this is like one of the first times that's coming out of my mouth. So it's like it's an interesting experience. Yeah, we've been recording for an hour and a half almost. Think uh, yeah. that we're gonna wrap it up um, for now. Yeah. But I am definitely having you on again for another episode because I feel we can talk about all kinds of other stuff still, and that people would love yeah. to hear about it also. Yeah. So I definitely okay. want to have you on for another episode, and it was super fun talking to you. Yeah. It was very fun. Now I'm ready for bed. It's 1 a.m. almost. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, but I'm super just... insightful, and you helped connect some pieces for me that, like, I had all the pieces, but you helped like, connect them for me. So it made sense with the blue and with the dolphins. It makes a lot of sense. For I... That's it for this week. I am so glad that you decided to tune in and join us for this episode. I hope that this was valuable because it was really valuable to both of us. I had a great time talking to her and uh, especially about Atlantis because it's an to a topic that I have been diving deeper into myself and I think for a lot of people it's starting to come up more and more this uh, Atlantean awakening or reawakening of these memories of past lifetimes in Atlantis and uh, you can connect with Allison on her Instagram and website all details will be mentioned below in the description box and I'd love it if you commented so we can keep uh, the conversation going on all of these topics 
And if you want to stay up to date on all the podcast episodes, make sure to go to anchor.fm slash mystical tea time. There you will be able to find all available podcast links such as Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, more, or subscribe on YouTube. And in between podcast episodes, I also regularly post stuff on IGTV on my Instagram. So follow me there for shorter in-between videos. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. Bye.